uh, and we're live. Oh, hello. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Uh, Maddie, how you doing? Mm. Interesting. I uh, don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's uh, transformed into into a cricket. <laughs> Crazy we could hear him. He's so low in his chair. He's nowhere <laughs> near his microphone. We've had to turn his mic sensitivity all the way up just to be able to hear a chirp. Yeah, so sorry for any background noise <laughs> and such. You might hear the water heater at some point. Yeah, true, true. Um, I mean, look, he's normally our video content guy. May not be video content on this episode, uh, much like most of them. So no real loss. Um, people will just have to um, believe me when I say my haircut's pretty decent and I'm enjoying it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the the barber came at him with just just the one all over (laughs) there's there's not even an inkling of a fade there's a four there's four on top and then down on the sides from there. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those subtleties, I guess, you can only appreciate uh, close up, maybe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Look, Sam came home on uh, on Saturday with a different hairstyle, and I had already warned her that I would be cutting all my hair off after mm. the weddings later in the year, potentially just after hours and before the Hamilton Island wedding, um, just for ease of holidaying, basically, up there. Um, and you know, she comes home on Saturday. So I was like, well, you know, you did it. So I get to do it. <laughs> and now it's going to be, uh, nice and easy. Yeah. Traveling overseas. Breezing through yep. English summer. Yep. Exactly. Um, might have to get a beanie out. You'll be so chilly. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best thing is, uh, my hair's not going to be super greasy for the, you know, 24 hours over there. Cause my hair is very greasy cause I usually wash it mm. twice a day every time I shower. Um, That's why there's so little water in the world. <laughs> I'm using all of it. Yeah, fucking Jesus. Uh, but yeah, should be better to Twice travel with. Twice a day. Yeah. I like to, you know, start my day feeling fresh and go to sleep feeling fresh. Okay. Yeah. Well, supposedly you're not meant to wash your hair that often. Supposedly it means... um. Yeah, your your body will overcompensate and make it more greasy briefly, and then. Well, probably, yeah. yeah probably so we happens, just stop for a bit and see what happens. I will we'll have the world's smallest dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by uh, Garnier. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's probably what I'm head and shoulders, guys. <laughs> probably right, but um, look, either way, uh, I usually shower twice a day, so the greasy hair is not a problem because it's solved. Within 12 to 14 hours. By just polluting the earth, yeah. just full of chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> Using all the clean water and polluting the earth. Yeah, well, you got to do what you got to do for um, your looks and exactly. such. Yeah. yeah. Can you even run your hand through your hair? Like, is that, I don't think it... I you mean, can it, certainly run your hand on your hair, but... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go through. You're right. <laughs> You're right. It's It, it would be like um, running your hand over... I don't know, uh, a very green pitch. <laughs> yeah. Before before final mow and roll. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, it's not it's not going through anything anymore. Nah. It's definitely on. Definitely on. I've got a uh, hovercraft concept of a haircut right now. <laughs> Just enough for there to be a space. <laughs> nice. Yeah. AstroTurf. <laughs> but I'm very happy. It's been, I don't know, at least, probably at least seven years since my hair's been this short. So Feeling younger. Yeah, I'm pleased. <laughs> Very pleased. All right, should we uh, should we run the song? Uh yeah. Let me just find it. Uh, huh, that, that sucked. That was a bit different to usual. <laughs> It's almost like I got too keen for a beverage slightly before the show. Uh-huh. You've pulled the uh the in-betweeners knock one out <laughs> real quick <laughs> five minutes before in the bathroom and then you're there. Not perform. You're there punching the pool tab of your <laughs> can saying, fucking do something. <laughs> that oh. show has two very iconic scenes of punching things that don't normally get punched. What's the other Fish one? Fish and penis. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love that show, but it, it, it makes my stomach hurt, some of yeah. the scenes. Feisty one, you are. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't say it again, please. I won't. <laughs> it hurt to say, so. What's going on, everyone? We're here with episode number 67 of Storm of the Beach. Of the Storm and Beach podcast, talking about all things great and garbage from our sports viewing this week. Uh, I noticed a little change to the line here that <laughs> that uh, tripped me up. Um, we're definitely not going to be talking about all things dick and balls. Um, I was really hoping you were just going to like <laughs> autopilot read, but I guess not. Oh, I shouldn't have left God. my Google Docs cursor at the end of it. Yeah, probably yeah. a little bit suspicious. Yeah, yeah. Made it a little bit more obvious given mm. it's purple. Um, I think the reason I find the in-between is so tough to watch mm. is it's like cringy. And there's other cringy humor around. Yeah. But it's like realistic cringy. Yeah. It's like I could see myself getting in this situation and wanting to just be, you know, swallowed up by three kilometers Death. of water oh. and joining <laughs> some people on a ship that sunk over a hundred years ago. <laughs> if my skin could just implode and I disappear, that would be perfect at some of those cringy points. Yeah. Can I get 10 atmospheric pressures inside me? please? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's funny, but mm. it's, oh, it's hard to watch sometimes. It's very tough. There's definitely episodes that are tougher than others. Oh yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Keelan, what's going on? Yeah, not much. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Filling Maddie's void while he's away. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just the um the the best thing that could happen over the weekend. Um, the new uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand box set was released. Ah, right. Um, so it's been you know me and Zach have got lots of plastic crack to play with. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> But yeah, Good. What, what's um what's going on with you? Uh, well and truly into final preparations for holidays. Uh, oh yeah, very much in holiday mode for work, and more business day to go. Um, oh, actually, nice. Yeah. Um, 
packing is well underway now. Yeah, okay. Um, That's tough. My my personal packing lacking a little bit due to helping someone else pack. Uh, first night of you got to hardcore packing. I packed four pairs of shoes and some silly. undies. Don't be silly. And then I had to help someone else pack. You their have bags, to affix so. your own mask before helping <laughs> others. <laughs> well, the thing four is, four pairs of shoes. Where the fuck are you going? Well, I need formal shoes, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I've got just some all black mm. sneakers, if you will, for sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. I have a one variation of New Balance five seventy fours. I think they are for the pub. For the pub. <laughs> uh, well, maybe I should pack my other pair of New Balance, the Iconics, if you will. For the pub. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm wearing another pair of New Balance on the mm. plane, uh, and then uh, I've got two pairs of thongs packed because you know if you have a blowout. <laughs> you get a fucking bread clip. <laughs> I don't know if they have bread clips over there. I don't know. It's it, you can buy thongs. I guess you can. Oh, the executive producers are just having absolutely none of your shoe packing going off. Let's let's see what they want. Clearly, they want a cut. So <laughs> yeah. Well, as executive producers, they would be getting a cut if we were making any money. At all. <laughs> all right, I'll come over there. You're looking at the door. Uh, we'll be right back after a message from our sponsors. <laughs> now, you're probably wondering, uh, Keelan, you just said you were cutting to a sponsor spot. That's right. We're open for uh, all sorts of sponsorships. Um, no sponsor as of yet. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take anything. This is where it would be. Yeah, that's placeholder. Yeah. Yeah, that's the driving down the highway. You're at here, sign on the side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> yeah, look, as we've said, if the money's there, we don't care. Yeah, we'll we'll happily uh, go play football in Saudi Arabia for millions of dollars. Absolutely. It's tax-free over there too. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> All wins <laughs> if you can forget about the human rights and such. Yeah. Yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, push for the week. Yeah, I don't think we did that, did we? No, no, we haven't got to push for the week yet. Uh, any nominations? Uh, no. I also don't have any nominations. Pretty good week, I guess. Yeah, must be. Must be. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, all positive. I'm. It's a bit shit that we can't think of anything, but yeah, I guess didn't expect much from West Coast, but you know, don't skip ahead. They still outperformed what they could have. True, could have been worse. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. <laughs> it wasn't a home game for them. Silver lining. Exactly. Very true. <laughs> home game, probably one of the longest flights I'd imagine, except for maybe mm, to Brisbane. They can just say that they were rusty. From the yeah, 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 exactly. They probably made the silly mistake of um, flying same day as game and, you know, were sat down for six hours. <laughs> Who would fly so close to an event like that? Or like perhaps try and arrive the day before a foreign wedding? 
Mm. Just seems a little bit silly to me. Does seem a bit silly. Mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think I would be associated with someone to make such a mistake. Certainly not this evening. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, uh, movements on the shit list. Nah, pretty weak. Yeah, excellent. Wow, we. All right, should we um just crack in to time on? Jesus. We need a... That was live from Metricon Stadium. (laughs) That wasn't a siren. That was just the collective groan of the Hawks fans in attendance. (laughs) Don't skip ahead. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we need to hire an editor or something. No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be silly. Put put all these things in in post. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we could just, I don't know, actually download the thing and then I could press the button. Nah, too hard. (laughs) Hiring someone easier. <laughs> Hiring, paying someone way easier. Yeah. Could we pay us first? Uh, got to spend money to make money, so no. But we did. <laughs> <laughs> we have a yearly subscription to publish this and also a RGB fucking mixing desk. True. Three microphones. Can, three uh, pairs of headphones. Sounds like a lot of stuff we could claim back. Yeah. We're running a loss <laughs> on the business that doesn't exist. Perpetual loss. Yep. Uh, any profits we make, uh, maybe we'll run through an overseas-based website as well. So mm. technically not earnings in Australia, therefore not to be taxed in Australia. Much, or much, much like how big Google runs their systems. <laughs> Disgusting. Us and, us and Google, two big multinational corporations. <laughs> maybe. Mm. We're not incorporated yet. You could have said businesses and we might have gotten away with it, but we also don't have an ABN. Uh, two uh, multinational ragtag group of misfits. <laughs> <laughs> two, two multinational startups just having a crack. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new tagline. Yeah. Just another multinational startup. Mm-hmm. Bracket just like Google. <laughs> Put it on all our social media. <laughs> just like Google, but not a search engine. We're like Google in one way. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> all right. Let's get into the recap, shall we? Yeah. Um, no, it's fucking... Uh, Maddie's thankfully telegrammed in one recap. Half is a pass mark. On, uh, on his... Uh, absence uh i had to do one of the other ones for him but that's okay um see how we go i haven't read it yet so i just saw i just saw one thing uh all of these thoughts are matt's and matt's alone and matt's alone mm. um he not, may not to or be may not he may or may not be also under the influence of um uh sedatives uh that's the word i was yep. looking for yeah so we'll see <laughs> <laughs> see how we go uh we begin Oh, on Thursday night, there's nothing like getting home from work. Thursday, this is this is my thoughts, actually. Yes, there's nothing okay. like getting home from work on a Thursday mm-hmm. and then, you know, feeding the dogs, having dinner, and mm-hmm. then sitting down on the couch to only realize you've got another hour and a half before the fucking footy starts. It's it's bittersweet, that's it's for sure. so fucked. Then you're up until 
fucking 10.30 p.m. watching the footy. You're, you're finished with your evening and then you've got an hour to wait till the footy starts. <laughs> For um, any Warhammer enthusiasts out there, that is exactly the right amount of time to just pick up a colour and start going at it. But mm. for everyone else who, I don't know, wants to go to bed at 9.30 p.m., fucking bad, so annoying. Bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so all these thoughts from now on are mass. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday night's game took place at the Pride Lands. Not up at the Gabba, but at the Kitties with Claws Home Dome, the GMLGBTQ Plus Arena. The King of Geelong, Jeremy, was put to the test to lead his pack to glory, but was betrayed by his brother Gary, just as Mufasa was by Scar. After an accidental head clash, as JC was carted off to hospital, Rowan whispered, Long live the king. (laughs) Rowan showed no remorse, allegedly, and went on to score three goals and receive applause from fans all night. (laughs) Uh, This next thought is my own. So Mm. that means uh, Jeremy Cameron, known um, thug slash flog, Mm. got out thugged slash flogged. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, back to Matt. Uh, Zachary Guthrie, not his name, (laughs) <laughs> danced his way through the field like Simba on his transformative journey to score a major. The huge goal from the backfieldsman igniting the ground. As a result, sparks were sent flying and managed to reach the fuse of Cozzy, the human rocket, <laughs> <laughs> who scored a Harry Kane belter out of the crumb. He absolutely skied it. Unfor- uh, sorry, fortunately for him, the AFL has no height cap on their goals. <laughs> Uh, that <clears throat> reminds me of um, the end of Toy Story One when they're trying to light the the rocket on the on, mm, on, the, car. on the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which I'm only thinking about the end of Toy Story One because of your the current state of your head. So yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Sam for pointing that one out. Yeah, love it. Speaking of goals, an AFL team kicking more goals than behinds this season would make for a lovely change of pace. Kick your boys. Kick your fuck. <laughs> Kick your boys. <laughs> Kick your goals, boys. Far out. Both teams were unable to find the middle sticks with ease, but still able to rally up a decent combined score. Maximum Gorn and Tomothy Hawks God. were both quiet when their sides needed them most, but the supportive cast was able to keep the game moving. Christian had his trusty, trusty protractor out and calculated all the angles to garner him 30-plus disposals. That's a nice exact number. While Brad closed in on the D's midfielders. I assume with a bunch of tackles or something. Um, who knows? Because there's no stat. There's no way to check. Uh, time filling while Isaac scrolls. Um, Four. Tackles? Yeah, middle how many of the dis- pack. How many disposals? Uh, 24. Yeah, I guess he just wanted to use an easy name for a joke or Pretty something. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all about the entertainment, not the facts, as we know. Um, All in all, we wish the best for Jezza. That thought is Matt's and Matt's alone. And hope he has a speedy recovery also, Matt's. The knock looked brutal, and hopefully the big fella won't be vomiting up any blood. Hmm. Final score, 11-12-78 to 8-15-63. I think that went Geelong's way. It did. Okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah, kicking goals. Thanks for adding the final score there. That's all right. It was it was classic Matt overall final score, not goals and behinds final score. I hate that. So I had to put in the goals and behinds. Quickly. Still would have liked um, 
the names. Down the names there. of the teams. Yeah, sorry. I wasn't uh, Matt, for future, it. when you listen to this, that'd be sick. <clears throat> but uh, it is what it is. Not as not as sick as him currently. <laughs> Get him. Um, all right. I've got the next game as yeah, well. Yeah, back to which, back. Fuck, it's tough look, tough look. There's going to be a bit of that going around, I think, unfortunately. Yep. yep. Um, but, fuck, speaking of tough looks, we have Saints versus Brisbane on uh, mm. also a late slot, mm-hmm. 7.50 p.m. on a Friday. Now, you're probably wondering, that's probably, I don't know, fitting in with the other, other games of football on it. No. It's not, yep. They could start at 6.30 if they wanted to, but they choose not to. I think 6.30 would do just fine. Yeah. People can go to the footy or even straight seven. from work. You, it'd be even so seven. good. Yeah, yeah. At Marvel, hop on a tram. <clears throat> Easy. You're already dressed for the... Go to Southern Cross Station and walk across. Simple. If we can figure it out, fucking anyone can. Um, all right, we start off. With uh, Mr. Alleged Natural Forward Jack Higgins getting the Saints started, his snap uh, effort resulting in the world's shortest torpedo from 10 metres out. Mm. Literally classic around the body snap. Mm. You'd expect, I don't know, Bit cart- of a tumble. cartwheeling, tumbling yep. action. Mm-hmm. No. Perfect torpedo huh. off the wrong side. Weird. Yeah. Um, and after being documented a noted shit teammate in the last couple of weeks, his communication on the field to teammates being torn apart by journos and punters alike, good guy Joe Danaher scored and assisted in the first quarter to help the Lions out to a 16-point lead. Wow, what a guy. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy after even Eric Hipwood a spray the Gave other week. It, well, to be fair, also, his um, his kick to Hipwood to assist the goal was a bit of a spray. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. Um in the second quarter, Butler served up some, uh, the Saints some hope, but unfortunately kicked their only goal of the quarter. Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Brisbane engine room got to work and took off to a 23-point th- lead in the half, uh, thanks to Dunkley and Hipwood. Jared put the berry on top of some lovely Lockie Neal contest work, snapping a goal in the third. Anthony recognised that the Saints came and needed a goal and promptly took a mark inside 50 to set himself up for an easy shot. He was at it again late in the quarter, with a mark-winning Shepherd that got Brad Hill through on goal to help the Saints carry some momentum into the break, with 30 seconds left before three-quarter time. But Hugh McCluggage burst out of the centre bounce and immediately drilled it into Danaher's chest for an easy after-the-siren goal. Uh, momentum cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Low-key, clearly McCluggage won the battle with James Sicily a couple of weeks ago, given that he's back to, uh, I don't know, his best, and Sicily's still banned for, um, I don't know, the softest tackle of all time, but okay, moving on. Jade Gresham and Cheese raced off at the start of the fourth <laughs> quarter, logging his first to try and knock down Brisbane's lead. But ultimately, it was Brisbane that won the quarter yet again, with Eric Hipwood grabbing his fourth and Charlie Cameron leaving until the very last seconds of the game to score his first. Literally, ball went through, siren yep. went. Yep. Saints 8-8-56, kick your goals. Lions 12-12-84, kick your goals. <laughs> Either way, kick your goals. Uh, Saints were due for a win. Yeah, very mad about this. Um, I'm just happy to get a tip right on a Saints game, to be honest. Jew. Oh. See, it just sounded so easy coming out of my mouth then. Mm. Obviously, you were more Jew mm. to win the tip yep. than. Yep. Yep. Um, as someone that tipped 50% of last week's games, I would have loved that one, but. <laughs> Can't win them all. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Bless you. Thanks. On the last stunted Super Saturday of the season, 
we scurried up to Sydney to see the Swans skirmish against the West Coast Eagles. However, there was something a little different about this match. A first of its kind where we saw a matchup of one Swan, Isaac Heaney versus 22 Eagles. In this exhibition, the Eagles drew first blood. The ever-reliant and never-to-be-thrown-away key forward, Allen, off scored their first goal with their first shot on target. Isaac needed little time for an opportunity to respond. However, he needed a little more accuracy, sending both of his first quarter shots wayward, the Eagles holding a narrow one goal to two behinds lead over Heaney. <laughs> the Eagles were first on their prey in the second quarter, this time Tim Kelly shooting straight for his lone goal from a mid-range snap before adding 27 disposals for the match. But this time, Heaney provided exactly the response he was after, kicking his first goal as an immediate answer. West Coast's beloved forward, Jack Darling, had them soaring again with back-to-back goals. The Eagles now, cru- now cruising altitude, leading 4-1 to Isaac Heaney's 1-3. Kick goals. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for the Eagles, they came crashing back to earth in the third quarter, only able to register two points in the whole period. Isaac rolled into his second goal from the pocket early in the quarter before blasting back-to-back goals in the final minute. Heaney and the Eagles heading into the last break, all square at 4-3. Isaac made Heaney's work of his first opportunity in the last quarter. (laughs) How does that make any sense? (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) Cruising inside 50 and slotting his fifth goal on the run. Luke had plenty of ball on his shoey with 28 disposals. Unfortunately, that didn't lead to many scoring opportunities. But if there is one eagle you want kicking at goal, it's Oscar Allen, the key forward kicking their first and last for the match and finishing with two straight. West Coast holding a slight one-point lead over Heaney. Heaney had exactly the opportunity he wanted to be able to take a lead late, but ran out of room in the pocket and only managed a point from his 22nd disposal. A hard-fought game. For the result of Isaac Heaney, 5-4-34, drawing with the West Coast Eagles, 5-4-34. The craziest part of this game was actually the disposal count because given that Heaney only got 22 disposals mm. compared to what West Coast, you know, conservatively 400 maybe. I mean, it could have been that high. Hold on, give me a second, I'll tell you. 300? Bang on 300. <laughs> 300 round that is a crazy different disposal um uh, 300 to 22 and to, he's still tied to it the up. draw game yeah, yeah that's outrageous yeah. tipsters um, hate him <laughs> <laughs> pretty impressive that out of uh 22 disposals nine of them were scores <laughs> and the rest was him just kicking for territory i guess and chasing after it <laughs> <laughs> chip and chase <laughs> oh he's playing touch footy out there <laughs> Of course, the above was just to make Eagles fans feel a little bit better, as this was only a game that was within the actual game. Unfortunately for West Coast, the Swans were able to field another 21 players to help Heaney, and collectively, they also had a pretty good game. (laughs) Quick recap of goal scorers on the Sydney side. Amati, four straight. McDonald, four straight. McLean, 3-2. McInerney, three straight. Goulden, uh, three straight and 32 disposals. Large. Chad Warner, 2-2. And 33 disposals. Ryan Clark, 2-1. Luke Parker, 2 straight and 28 disposals. Mm. And what did that actually amount to, I hear you ask? Well, the Swans won. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) 
equaling their previous team record with a margin of 171 points, handing the lowly Eagles their biggest loss ever. Sydney Swans, 31-19, kicky goals, 205, <laughs> defeated West Coast Eagles, 5-4-34. Coach Adam Simpson, Adam Simpson is looking greyer than by the day, and the team is considering a name change to the worst Coast Eagles. After Warner scored their first goal, Sydney led for from 26 seconds into the match and for the remaining two hours, 12 minutes and five seconds that they played. A <laughs> uh, couple of quick facts. Uh, Sydney's the first team to kick 200 points in a game since Geelong in 2011 versus Melbourne. Well, when Melbourne sucked, basically. Yeah, that whole decade. Before they became relevant. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it's the fourth, equal fourth largest VFL AFL win. Uh Largest being 190 by Fitzroy versus Melbourne in 1979. Melbourne can't up a lot here. Yeah, look. <laughs> not the best history. Wow. Uh, another couple of quick stats here. Uh, lowest cumulative final score margins after two career games. Uh, West Coast Eagles rookie Ryan Marrick. He's minus 293 <laughs> from the two matches he's played. Uh, That's and, tough. And the worst cumulative average, uh, worst cumulative margin over eight game span uh, is now owned by West Coast, minus 746 this year from rounds 7 to 15, uh, overtaking GWS of 2012. Um, so, you know, you know they're having a tough time. Uh, they're the first side to lose 12 consecutive games by 40 plus. Wow. Damn. Really, really horrendous. Puts, puts North Melbourne in perspective, really. Oh, yeah. 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 Couple couple back to back spoons is nothing compared to what we're seeing now, I think. Yeah, they're gonna develop a new term for <laughs> what West Coast will finish as at the end of the season. Um They might just steal the um the Eagle term from golf. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Um low key. If both teams had kicked no behinds and had kicked all goals instead, mm. uh, Sydney would have won by 281 points. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, kick your goals. Um, yep. You might think, oh, 31 might be enough. No. <laughs> they would have had a Not clean 90 behinds. Yeah, exactly. They, they should have at least kicked 40 goals there. You know, <laughs> I would accept 40-10. <laughs> if you're getting Should into scoring opportunities that often, they're probably decent opportunities oh, more yeah. often than not. Yeah, yeah. Outrageous. It it would have been painful to watch as a West Coast fan. At really? the end, Heaney his first goal of the last quarter, he got the ball, I don't know, he marked it like probably three meters out, fifty three meters out, sort of thing. Mm. And then he just takes, he has a look around, takes a step off his right foot, sort of steps inside someone that's kind of casually running past him. And then he runs like another five meters inside the 50 and just slots a goal. No pressure on him whatsoever. <laughs> it's like, this guy's kicked 4-4 four, four already. You should probably, uh, or 4-3 already. You should probably put a yeah. bit of pressure on him, I reckon. Maybe a touch. Yeah. But, you know, he, he could have potentially looked for a teammate there. But if you're up by, I don't know. 150 already, um, 155, I think, at the last break, which is their biggest. You go for your own awards at that point. Yeah, just just take your shots. You might as well. I'm sure there's end-of-season bonuses based on 
result. Ooh, that, very true. Mm. Pretty handy. Oh, wait. We've got a triple header. I just realised. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what a treat. Do, I have to do three. All right. Here we go. Uh, Saturday afternoon, Western time. And we took the long trip over to Optus Stadium with the Bombers feeling all right coming off the bye after Peter's bag. And the Dockers feeling sarong after falling down the Giants beanstalk last week out east. Thoughts? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I quite like that. Like it wasn't like, you know, like laugh out loud funny, but it was like, you know, it was entertaining. Yeah. Um, I think hopefully the listeners at home in the car, Mm. on the highway, off the highway, Mm. will enjoy that. Yeah, thank you. It, uh, I went for semi uh, newspaper headline esque. That's it. Sounded very big J. Yeah. Without being too much. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. 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 Too much shit. Hmm. <laughs> so hmm. Far we aren't journalists. <laughs> English is tough. English good. No. <laughs> Essendon hit their targets early. Kyle punching in the first goal, and Jai finished called well. Jake also had a couple of early opportunities, but definitely didn't have the ball on a stringer, both going wide. If he punched in the goal, would that not have been a behind because it was touched? Uh, he toe-punched it in then. Okay, thank you. That's much better. <laughs> thank you. The Bombers were clearly in kamikaze mode. This is a Matt recap. <laughs> None of them registering more than one lot of major damage before going down. Having nine individual goal scorers is probably a good thing, but it's not exactly great when the best of them kicks one three. The Essendon logistics team was able to move plenty of ammunition, finishing with 18 more handballs than their opponents. Zach Merritt gave it his best with 29 disposals and a goal, while Nick Martini shook it up 26 times and stirred in one big olive between the toothpicks. Nice. (laughs) The Dockers with home port advantage weren't to be outdone, and also had plenty of supply. Caleb Sarong wrapping up the ball 32 times and shipping off a goal as well. While Liam Hen really showing how good he is, also with 32 disposals. Luke Ryan was flying around down back, clearing the decks 31 times, while Andrew is always Brayshaw to find the footy, getting 29 touches and a goal. Meanwhile, up on the bow, the Dockers' guns didn't do much a missing. Jai kicking 2-1, while Michael and Michael and Jackson, he heaved in a combined 7-2. Can I get the hee-hee, but like three octaves higher? Hee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shimon. <laughs> I'll do it again then, shall I? Yeah, yeah. While thanks. Michael and Michael and Jackson, he heaved in a combined 7-2. <laughs> ah, beat it. <laughs> Oh, that was bad. That and was a, I know it. That was a thriller. <laughs> <laughs> the Fremantle Navy, full steam ahead at their home, sending the Essendon Air Force back to their hangar to pick up the pieces. Fremantle Dockers, 14-9-93, defeated Essendon Bombers, 9-7-61. Great result for the mm. tips. Uh, Fremantle in 2023, 5-2 versus sides who are sitting above them on the ladder uh, and 2-4 and four versus sides who are sitting below them on the ladder. So real uh, real bully beaters, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Giant slayers, perhaps? Oh. Sorry, I was looking through Michael Jackson's um, song list. D- discography. Um, to try and make a funny joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all I've got is Essendon. Bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. 
Um, but I suppose Essendon could look at the man in the mirror <laughs> and uh, maybe pull themselves up by their bootstraps this week. Who knows? <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I can't wait to... I might reuse some Michael references for <laughs> for the Dockers. <laughs> Why not? Uh, yeah, maybe maybe the uh, the AFL's Davids this year, Fremantle. <laughs> Big David guys. <laughs> oh, Mundy. True. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There you go. The legend lives on. Taking down the Goliaths. So we'll have to keep that stat in mind when we look at who they're playing this week. Yeah. Don't skip ahead. Don't skip ahead. Only two more recaps. You yep. can you can make it. You can hold we'll it. Up. To- oh, three more. Two more. Two more. Two, two more. Sorry, two more. sorry. They're long. Shit. They're long ones. Game of the week is on here. Uh, no, you're doing that one last. I think. Some talks. Oh, I was. I was talking <laughs> about that game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Opening Sunday afternoon at the home of footy, the Melbourne Cricket Ground. The Adelaide Crows flew in on a mission to prove they aren't just flat track bullies. Fuck, it doesn't get old. <laughs> She's going to hit it every time. <laughs> well, the Magpie Army flocked down in droves to protect their nest. The first quarter consisted of what may have been described as must-miss TV, both teams combining for five missed shots on goal before Josh finally started the day cause off on the right foot for his only goal of the match. Uh, future Brownlow medalist, I hear. Uh, not Josh Dacos, maybe Nick Dacos. I fucked it up. <laughs> Don't skip ahead. There'll be something on him later. Riley finally gave Crows fans a little bit of a thrill, Thorpe, kicking their first and only major, uh, kicking his their first and his only major for the match. Before Johnson added some extra burn to the Crows inaccuracy, Ash kicking the Pies' second goal to take a five-point lead into the first break, with the teams a combined three-nine. Footy losers. <laughs> the Pies came out red hot in the second quarter, Jamie Elliott dancing his way into two goals in back-to-back fashion. While the Magpies swooped quickly on five goals in a row, Jake knew that Adelaide was so Lee going to need more than his one goal, but at least it stopped the bleeding at halftime. Collingwood stretching their lead to 27 at the main break. Someone must have switched off the ovens in the Collingwood dressing room as the Pies came out stone cold in the third quarter. The Crows had circled up and were back to their murderous best, prying everything out of the Magpies' cold, dead clutches. The ravenous birds plucked out seven goals in the quarter to just three behinds for the Magpies. Standing on top of Taylor's three goals in the period, the Crows walking into the final change now with a 13-point lead. But we've seen this script before. Adelaide playing right into Collingwood's hand. And just as their resume shows, the Magpies got to showing off their problem-solving skills in no time. Swooping on the first goal of the fourth, but Tex blasted in his fourth. Then the real Texan stepped into the shootout. Mason Cox whipping out a pair of six shooters and blasted the margin back to a single point. With the birds now caught in a dogfight, the Crows and their flocking nature managed to swing momentum, but they'll be left eating themselves after missing four scoring opportunities in a row. Fresh off a promotion into midfield management, Nick, the younger of the Dacos and Dacos Disposal Distribution Corporation, punched his timesheet with a crucial goal. To add to his daily production of 37 disposals and a combined 70 for the corporation for that day. Fucking hell. Kicking the Pies' fourth straight goal, 
and into the lead by one before the brothers combined again to set up the Pies' fifth of the quarter to extend their lead. Although the Crows weren't done yet, Walker strolling into the empty goal square before powering in his fifth goal right before the finish line. In the dying seconds, Jordan Dawson just about had his jaw knocked off its hinges in the forward 50, but it was unseen by the umpires. The Magpies do it again, swooping late on another victory to hold on by two points, flying to the top of the ladder. Collingwood Magpies, 12-10-82, defeated Adelaide Crows, 11-14-80. Kicky goals, maybe. Uh, the AFL later admitted the missed call on Dawson should have been a free kick, uh, but I'm sure that uh, doesn't help Crows fans one bit. No, but them kicking their goals would have helped a lot more. Very true. Very true. Um, you you know, dig the, your own grave. The classic, if my uh, auntie had an 8-inch hammer, she'd be my uncle, but she doesn't, <laughs> so she's not. <laughs> yeah, it's only seven. <laughs> Only seven, and she identifies as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last three Collingwood versus Adelaide matches. Uh, round 18, 2022, Adelaide by three points at three-quarter time. Collingwood win by five points. Uh, round seven, 2023, Adelaide by 16 at three-quarter time. Collingwood by one at full time. Round 15, 2023, Adelaide by 13 at three-quarter time. Collingwood by two. At full time. It's easy. Clearly. Just, just don't be in the lead going it, into the last quarter against Collingwood. The math lines up. Yeah. Tough, tough looks combined. Yeah. <laughs> combined eight point winning margin across three matches. Yeah, but that was like the whole of Collingwood's last season. Right? That was very combined true. eight. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another stat here off Twitter. Collingwood have now won 11 of their past 15 matches when trailing at three-quarter time. Uh, a new VFL AFL record for a gift, for a 15-game span under that criteria. Melbourne in 1955-58, the only other side that won 10 out of 15. Fucking Melbourne are in all the stats. All, <laughs> their, all their records are getting taken away this week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But what a... What a roller coaster finish. I'm sitting there yeah. on my couch waiting for you to rock up to then start the carpool mm. to, to the next game. Um, you know, pretty close or pies were up by quite a bit mm. or a decent amount. And then Adelaide just kept kicking goals and kept kicking goals and apparently kept kicking goals even during our car ride. And then all of a sudden Can't we stop, get to uh, <laughs> then we get to Emerald Lakes Golf Club and we The sponsor of this week's no not really <laughs> and we roll in to get a beer before the other game. And uh what a finish. Mm. Goodness me. They do it again. Um, might be worth buying into some sort of stock that upholds or treats uh, heart palpitations and or high blood pressure. <laughs> because the amount of Collingwood flan- fans that there are in the country, mm. surely those things are going up. They're high demand. Math lines up. Yep. I mean, around finals time, sales will be through the roof. Mm. If we buy now, sell then. Yep. So as as they get knocked out, essentially. Yep. Um, we'll probably make hundreds of thousands of dollars Easy. Uh, minimum. Easy. So, house on it. Yeah. Yeah. Comfortably. <laughs> the stock market gambling on a different website. <laughs> With less regulation, probably too. Realistically, isn't oh, it? absolutely yeah. less regulation. <laughs> <laughs> and you get taxed. What's the point? Yeah. But gambling tax free, and you can write it off though. 
Yeah. Write off everything. Write off your losses. Easy. Uh, Speaking of losses, um, (laughs) it was a lovely Sunday afternoon as we stormed into Heritage Bank Stadium, the whole pod in attendance for a Storm in the Beach derby. After settling in with sausage rolls in hand, the game was underway and the Hawks started strong early. With stand-in captain for the suspended James Sicily, Dylan Moore, slotting the first major of the afternoon, two minutes in. The Hawks continued strong, and I was getting very excited as I witnessed Mitch Lewis score two back-to-back goals with my own eyes. Uh, Fangirling a little bit hard there, perhaps. (laughs) The Hawks were spreading the Suns thin with their run-and-gun game, but the Suns got their afternoon started through Benny, hates a set shot, Ainsworth, and Mr. Always Good for a Goal or Five, Jack (laughs) Lukosius. With the scores sitting at 12 to 19 at quarter time, we thought we were in for a treat. (laughs) But, God, the second quarter did not hold up. After the big man Jay Witz bagged his first for the day, both teams combined went on a run of nine behinds, Mm. only interrupted by Brandon Ellis's one goal. Braden Fiorini was the spiciest meatball on the ground until now, keeping the Suns productive with his 18 disposals at 89% efficiency. Mm. Seven contested possessions and four clearances. He also launched four scoring chains for the Suns, resulting in 2-2, seven more points than any other player on the ground. The Suns were in the lead by 10 at the end of the half, but they were looking much more dominant on the ground than the scoreboard suggested. Yeah, not a good look at halftime. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, but the third quarter kicked off with the completion of the trifecta of my three favourite Hawks forwards kicking a goal. Luke Bruce nailing his attempt after not seeing much of the footy until this point. But then it was the Suns that took flight. Ben King launching the Suns ahead with two quick goals. Big Mac Andrew and Charlie loves the ball, Ard, were continually stopping Hawthorne from moving forward, both always a step ahead of the Hawks when they were trying to enter their forward 50. Hawks fans had very little very little to celebrate, but at least the quarter was bookended by another Luke Bruce goal. The Suns took a 32-point lead into the final quarter. There was still hope for an entertaining contest for the final quarter of footy, but the Hawks still couldn't get the connection going forward. Malcolm would have been feeling rosy, kicking three goals in the final term, and Noah Anderson put a full stop on his 28-disposal game by kicking two goals. The only son to outdo the midfielder was virtuoso Fiorini, who finished with 35 disposals, 14 contested possessions, seven clearances, and eight score involvements. A very spicy meatball indeed. (laughs) The Hawks finished as easily the worst team on the day, losing by 67 points. It was a bittersweet loss for me. Hawthorne aren't going to make finals, so ultimately, look, I think this game ended how it should. For the betterment of the of the of the Suns, and hopefully they can go on and make finals. Uh, currently, I think they're out on the eight, just by percentage alone. Correct. Right. Uh, so Suns uh, fourteen seventeen kicker goals. <clears throat> yep. Uh, and then I mistyped the the other score. So whatever that whatever that equals. Um, so one hundred one. Yeah, because I did fourteen dot seventeen dot one dot one. Sorry, so one hundred one to uh, five four thirty four. Mm. On an otherwise terrible day for the Hawks, Connor Nash logged his record high clearances of 10, uh, which is also a game high. And Blake Hardwick also had a career high with 37 disposals on the day. Unsurprising, considering the Hawks had a lot to do with work and a lot of... Wow, I've actually just typed that wrong instead of reading it wrong. A lot of work to do in their defensive 50. <laughs> there was a lot of balls uh, going in and not a lot of balls going into Hawks forward 50. Mac yeah. Andrew was seemingly everywhere at one point. Yep. It seemed like he took... 
five intercept marks in a row. <laughs> very much may have. And I, I don't think they can be counted as intercept marks given that they were drilled directly to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were uncontested. Yeah, there was no connection, um, unfortunately, <laughs> after after the first quarter, realistically. No. no. Um, pretty, pretty tough second half. Yeah. Just, uh, just the two goals and nothing in the last. Yeah. But yeah, the Sun, Suns could have been better. 4 8 and then. Um, 10-9 in the second mm. half. Uh, I mean, I saw a lot of... Um, need to boost that percentage a little bit, so... I saw a lot of MP and Hardwick and Scrimshaw... That's w- true. ...working around the back. <laughs> That's true. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. There was a bit going on. Even uh, even Frost had to get involved in t- at times. Yeah. Yeah. Much to his displeasure, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, perpetually tired, yep. it seems. Yep. Never quite warm. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, please, let's move along. But good afternoon. Um, oh, yeah, we had fun. Yeah, other comments. Uh, the hot dogs worked well. Um, oh, yeah, I was hoping to get the reel out before then. So yeah, no, ho- yeah, that's fine. Hopefully, that's fine. We'll, um, hopefully the, everyone will have seen on our Instagram by now. Otherwise, it's entirely my fault. It's not Matt this time. <laughs> um, yeah, they were delicious. Yeah, uh, even the bloke <laughs> next to us. He, I, I noticed him take, as I whipped out the hot dogs, he took a sneaky photo. So I offered him one and he gladly accepted. He fucking said he was, guzzled it down. Yeah, he said he was sending it to his brother. That's, you know, old time memories sort of thing. So, mm. yeah, more than happy to share a dog for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> share a dog with the boys. Yeah, good fun. Good fun. Um, now, probably the the biggest L taken for the day, other than the Hawks, was thank you. <laughs> was Hawks fan in attendance a few rows in front of us? It was probably what three three back from the rail. Mm. Um, I remember commenting on something they said, and now I can't remember what it was. He at at one point the Hawks oh. kicked a goal. I couldn't couldn't tell you who kicked it at the time. One of them, uh, one of the five goals kicked. It was it was Bruce. It was Bruce it was like first goal, of, it wasn't was, it? It was it was like second half. So. Yeah, yeah. Bruce first goal maybe. I yeah, reckon. Yeah, I think so. Um. And this guy whips out a everything's coming up Millhouse uh, out of nowhere. Um, it he was mulling over that one, I think. Yeah, he well was, thought out. He was definitely sitting on it. Um, I mean, it did it did draw the margin back a little bit closer. Uh, like it wasn't it wasn't blown out at that point yet. So mm. you know it was reasonably close. Um, but it certainly wasn't a, a Millhouse or like character who kicked it. No. Uh, wasn't wet weather footy. Um, <laughs> it was. It was really hard to piece together any sort of connection with with his uh, with his outburst and yeah, what no. had happened in front of us. I would have accepted it's all coming up, Bruce. Yeah, or something along those lines. Uh, but yeah, A- unfortunately, he was the weakest link. Yeah, uh, and he was sent home. He um. He he looked a little too happy with himself as he was saying it as yeah, well. Yeah, he had the he had the hands out too. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. like it. Um, not as good as a take as the lady behind us who uh, said she was nervous whenever Frost was on the ball, <laughs> <laughs> which is fair. <sighs> Look, yeah, no, fair, pretty fair. Yep. Uh, Bring back Hammers, Sicily. <laughs> please <laughs> please but 
good to see Suns uh, just outside on percentage. Um, mm. There's a bit of a gap, though, unfortunately, 15%. But hopefully the the dream is still alive. The yeah. dream of finals is still alive. So Even AFL.com.au riders reckon it's alive, Yeah, which is outrageous. Yep. Um, just quietly low key. There was a tackle in the um, in the Brisbane game mm. that involved pinning Hipwood's arm to his side, and then moving him in a slinging motion to the ground. I did see that. So, if that doesn't get three weeks, mm. revolt. I'm, I'm personally going to walk down to the fucking tribunal <laughs> <laughs> and have some words because yeah, that's bullshit. But considering um. McCluggage didn't have a single arm pinned, but, you know, what do I know? Mm, I did see that one, um, and it wasn't like it got made to look worse because Hitler doesn't have long hair anymore like he used to. Mm. Um, it was definitely definitely questionable given the way that they've been uh, the The action judging itself actions. was definitely worse than the Sicily tackle. Oh, yeah. The outcome was fine. Yes. No, no, uh, no loss of consciousness. Yep. Or anything of the such, but the outcome could have been worse. But um, you know what? We don't make the rules. No. And the tribunal doesn't know the rules, so I guess we'll just move on. Uh, and apparently the umpires don't know the rules by which the tribunal mm. uh, operates. Well, the, the AFL, the, the MRO and the mm-hmm. tribunal all play on separate rules, allegedly. Mm. So... Mm. It's confusing. Yeah. Not great. I'm just a punter. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hold on. Shoe in recap. Just a drop punter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got um, over the line. Oh, yeah. By the skin of my balls. Yep. Big AFL sided with me and admitted not to um, award that free kick at the death just for me. Yep. So Without a doubt. Yep. Uh, so nice win there on uh, on the pies. Yeah. Uh, Easy win with the Suns by myself. Really? Uh, and Matt lost to that, uh, you know, unlosable D's game where I said Cattery immediately last week and then switched my pick. Um, Whoops. Silly me. Uh, but that makes things very interesting. Uh, Matt's still in the lead with 11. Uh, and we're both on 10 now. So we may have a potential three-way shoey in that is That is a pretty... Uh, no, because we've got margin. Have we been writing it down? We we would have to do a count back, um, but I would I would and I think the fans would rather see a three way shoey than a well than yeah a they would, but they got they got to pay more for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Like, we can only give so much. <laughs> All right, should we do a quick uh, a quick tips out for the boys? Yeah, just quietly. Should we message Matt and see if he wants to put a show in? He has until we finish oh, our tips. Oh, yeah, true. Shoot him a message. Now, while, you, while you've got that, uh, there's a little article here on the that reminded me of something on the um, afl.com.au app. Uh, headline, the immovable object versus the irresistible force. Ex-teammates to shape huge clash. So the Gold Coast Suns host the Collingwood Magpies this weekend, right? Uh, Matt Rowell is... Obviously, the immovable object. Well, yeah. <laughs> Unsurprising. Uh, Irresistible Force. Uh, is a wargaming shop in Burley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Nick Dacos, obviously. Oh. Okay. Now, imagine playing high school footy 
and you've got to go up against the midfield of Matt Rowe, mm. Noah Anderson, mm. and Nick Dacos. That was a reality for a while. They all played on the same high school team. Bruh. Could you imagine? Did Matty Rowell have the shoulders he does now? Uh, I mean, probably not. Like, he's he's pretty ripped up there in that picture, obviously, yeah, yeah. with AFL conditioning and stuff. And probably just a year of doing arms because mm. he had... Actually, no, he had a shoulder issue. So he... Y- year of doing one arm. One arm, yeah. Um, But I can't imagine he was much smaller, to be honest, mm. as well. Um, That trio lineup was almost a reality on the Gold Coast Suns as well. Obviously, the Suns using one of their pick fours, I think, um, to put in for Nick Dacos, who Mm. uh, Collingwood obviously matched with the father-son rule um, pretty pretty quick. But we could have had a quick injection of brand-new midfield followers group um, who had played together for years, and that would have been very interesting. It would have been pretty clutch. Yeah, I can't wait for, you know, 40 years' time when the Gokko Suns can finally use the father-son rule themselves. Because <laughs> it definitely doesn't ruin their draft now. Having a, a great young player join mm. a really good team for practically nothing over a team that sucks. <laughs> and desperately needs good talent. I'm getting mixed messages here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, you've sent... I asked Matt if he wants anything, so he has until we finish. Yeah, see if he's see if he's conscious. Um, Otherwise, I guess we'll just have to Rochambeau to pick first. Yeah, exactly. When um, (coughs) when he initially described where he was and wasn't going to be in attendance, he described it as a place where uh, time moves both slowly and quickly. Uh, We were unsure whether he was stuck in a deep, deep high roller room of a casino or in a hospital. <laughs> Turns out it was both. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he's found the pokey room in the hospital. <laughs> uh, it's just an endless cycle of yeah. other people having ep- uh, ep- epileptic fits. <laughs> and uh, and then them using IVs to knock him out every so often. Yeah. <laughs> so he wakes up confused hours later. Oh. <laughs> No clocks. No. All right. Should we get our uh, tips out for the boys then? <clears throat> yeah, I'm picking the Gabatois. Um, I've just I've just swiped the margin thing and it's landed on 26. Oh, okay. Just waiting for my footy tip thing to open. Ooh, Lions, Richmond. It's going to be Gabatois, isn't it? Yeah, it's big Gabatois. And remind me to come back to another point about the Gabatois for a game next week. Oh, we. Please. Yeah, I'll totally remember next week. No, uh, remind me after this. I have a point to highlight uh, after we put our tips in. Okay. Oh, SCG, Sydney hosting Geelong. Sydney's good again at home, allegedly. It's West Coast, though. Geelong, pretty good, but not at the category. This is a tough one. Dangerfield back? Surely not. The right? the writer for um, this week's Geelong recap didn't really mention too many players, so there was that. Um, I've just been hit with a pop-up ad saying kids go free. Correct. So Round, get uh, your kids down to the... Something to 19, I reckon. <laughs> 
I have no idea who's in or out. Round 16 to 19. They haven't done teams yet. Um, I would I would dare say Danger's probably still out, right? Doth he play last week? No. Yeah, mm. yeah I'm leaning Sydney. Yeah. I think oh, so. hold on. There's that whole um, grand final thing. Ah, oh, bloody grand final rematch. No, I'm picking Sydney anyway. It's pick them. Bookies know something. They do. Given the uh, original grand final rematch in round six of this season was Geelong winning 130 to 37. Mm. Um, and that was obviously down in Geelong. Yeah, they're, they're ready to turn her on its head. Yeah. Reverse that. Yeah, Sydney are feeling great. Yep. Um, unlike North Melbourne, who are going to get absolutely fucking pummeled. Oh, yeah, Adelaide's going to be mad after last week. So, yeah, uh, furious. That could be a that could be a 60-plus sort of win, I reckon. Ooh. Comfortably. Uh, and then Bulldogs Frio at Marvell. Ooh. Dockers at their home away from home at Docklands. Uh, Bulldogs at their actual home. Mm. Now, if we're following a trend here, which is hmm. uh, only two teams have won coming off the bye, those teams won versus other teams who are coming off the bye, funnily enough. Wow. So the bye is undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bulldogs coming off a bye here. Worth considering? Perhaps. Rust is winning so far over rest this season. I'm going Bulldogs, so. Oh, why you like that? You make me reconsider my whole life and then you just make the pick I was going to make anyway. Something to think about. Um, of note, North is coming off the bye, so they'll get absolutely rocked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is Richmond, so Brisbane should win pretty handily at the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? Yeah, the Bulldoggy Dogs. Yep. Reverse the trend. Yeah. Uh, Suns, Suns would win this. Suns would win this. <laughs> Interesting odds. Um, you know, I, I would say... Well, given Collingwood doesn't win by big margins, the odds aren't that interesting. Mm. Suns plus seven and a half. You know, they really they could cover that. Well, um, and still lose the match. Uh, I'm going to be nice and and save a friend of the show, Dan, and his dad. I, you know, I wouldn't hate to see Collingwood win this, and I wouldn't be too surprised. There's going to be a lot of Pies fans at this game. There's going to be more Pies fans than Suns fans. Oh, absolutely. There was more yeah. Hawks fans last week than Suns fans. Yeah. Um, the Suns have already sent emails out to members saying Suns members will have dedicated bays. Um, wow. Upgrade your general admin tickets because it's going to be busy. Can't guarantee a seat. Classic. Um, so it could be one of their bigger crowds in recent years. Um, but it would be nice to see the Suns steal another one and help uh, help propel themselves towards finals. Yeah, look, um, ultimately I don't think a win's going to matter too much for Collingwood. No. Whereas um, it would make a pretty big difference for Gold Coast at the moment. It would. Especially since... Uh, oh. Was there, since Adelaide are going to win. Adelaide are actually good. 
Essendon and St. Kilda need to keep dropping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Same fixture last year at the bank. Um, Collingwood won by five. So maybe take that seven and a half. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with a bit of of belief. Um, I'll be able to probably watch all of this game before uh, heading to the airport. Uh, I'll be listening on... Uh, oh, actually, hopefully I'm home by 4.30pm <laughs> on, on Saturday. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go to the Suns. Yeah, same. Ooh, appreciate that. Uh, all right. Uh, Bombers oh. hosting the power. Power. It's got to be the power. Yeah. Coming, although, coming off a buy? Yeah, no, nah, I've got power. Power. Essendon suck. If they could keep dropping, that'd be, that'd be great. That'd be really good. Um, speaking of keep dropping, Carlton are going to keep dropping. Um Carlton off the bye. Yep, they're done. The logic just makes too much sense. Obviously, the bye wins. This is a clash of the titans, powerhouse, blockbuster of 15 v 16. (laughs) And if Hawthorne win, they actually put Carlton below them, like legitimately. It's Mm. it's close close bickies down the bottom at the moment. It is. Do, Do Carlton have a bit of belief about them? Little no. sneaky win before the buy. No, not enough because mm. they're still shocking. This game, given we're we're back to a full round, full slate. Game of the week. This is must miss TV. <laughs> Don't the, bother. Game of the week. Uh, another game starts at three twenty, so this one won't even be finished before the next one starts. Well, you could get a you know good representation of how the game's going to go <laughs> in that in that two hours that you have. Uh, I, I might go Carlton. I'll just go with the odds. I think. No, you fucking dog. <laughs> All right, up to the uh, the Great North. Traeger Park, Alice Springs, I believe. Yeah, somewhere. Yep. Uh, sponsored by T.O. Again. Uh, Melbourne versus GWS. Got to be the D's, oh, right? P- yeah, picking home team here, yeah. Melbourne. Melbourne and Alice Springs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then all the way over to Optus, uh, the Saints getting on the long flight. Take on the Take on the Eagles. You you can't pick the Eagles at this point. No. Although. No, shut up. Do it. Put the house on the Eagles. Get mm-hmm. 10 houses, win the game. <laughs> the Saints are due for a win at this point. Two losses in a row. <laughs> but uh, you you can't see them doing this. What, the Saints winning this game? Yeah, uh, losing. You can't <laughs> no, see yeah, the Eagles it'd be, doing this. It'd be tough. It'd be very tough to. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm going Saints. Uh, okay, no shoe in from Matt, so I guess we just have to pick first. Yep. So he's got um, he's then assigned North Melbourne by default, right? That's how it works. Do we feel sorry for him? They're not the highest odd team to win. No, I meant in general. Sometimes. Not this time. Okay. (laughs) Matt has shooed in North Melbourne Football Club. Yep. And then we need to rock, paper, scissors. We do. Uh, One, two, three. Rochambeau. Okay. Rochambeau. Ah, Double scissor. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking never never gets old. Rochambeau. Um, interesting. Bro, Campo. Uh, <laughs> 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 <sighs> All right, this is this is turned into this is turned from 
check is into chess. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mind games here. All right. We've had triple scissor, just so you know. Bro, shampo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. All right. That was four scissors in a row, just for anyone that um, couldn't, couldn't follow pick along. Up <laughs> yeah, okay, here we go. Bro, shampo. Oh, no. <laughs> the scissors have been broken. I win with uh, with rock. Um, and roll. I will therefore pick... I mean, there's not a lot of games I really, really love. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go straight up head to head against Matt and take Crows. Yeah, I, I was wondering why you were deliberating so much. That yeah. was yeah. Well, I I had a little look at um, lines at the at the Gapatois just well, because they were first on the list. That's who I think I'm lining up with. There you go. Yeah. Um, the only other one I'm reasonably confident about is. Perhaps Melbourne, but also yeah. it's the it's the NT factor. Yep, um, it's wild up there. <laughs> Never know what could happen. Yeah, um, Lions, you reckon? Yes, please. They, yeah, thank we'll you. Uh, actually, just put down Gabba. Sure, thank we'll, you. We'll get it from there. Gabba wins. Gabba wins. All right, excellent. And I might hop off the bottom of the tipping ladder, but um, anything's possible. Oh, I think I've actually I've actually done worse. I'm now four behind Zach. <laughs> It was tipping Hawks that did it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that probably didn't help. Um, now, my one game that I wanted to uh, allude to mm-hmm. for next week, round 17, right? Yep. So, the Lions are obviously at the Gabba this week, mm-hmm. but they're back-to-back Gabba. They play Gabba next week Ooh. against the West Coast, West Coast Eagles. West Coast have a long, long trek from SCG mm. back home, back to the Gabba. Uh, these are the biggest, shortest, whatever you want to say, odds mm. in an AFL match I've ever seen. Brisbane Lions, and it doesn't even show the decimal point on the footy tipping app at the moment. Um, Brisbane Lions, $1 and 0.2 cents to win. West Coast Eagles, $51 to win. The line is currently biggest line I've ever seen in AFL, minus eighty four and a half points. Eighty four point head start for the Eagles. They're gonna fourteen goal head start for the Eagles. They're gonna lose they're gonna beat their own record they just got this week of the of the biggest, biggest loss. combined margin oh, yeah. over eight games or whatever it was. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. So without a doubt. Yeah, just rewrite that. It'll be from in two weeks' time. From rounds nine to Whatever. 17. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's wild, those odds. 51 houses if West Coast pull off that win at the Gapitoir. It's worth 10 bucks. It, it's easy. Not. It's worth two. Just throw $2 and you'll get 100 bucks back. What a return. But looking at that, Brisbane may actually win by 200. <laughs> if, if the Swans can win by 170... And kick nineteen behinds, thirty-one nineteen. Surely Brisbane get there. Surely Brisbane spend all of the week after this round practicing goal kicking. Everyone goal kicking. Well, that's all you do. Clearances, who, who center clearances, kick goals. Who? West Coast. Um, 
Name me one. Tom Brass. Mm, name me one key defender as tall as Joe Danaher and Eric Hipwood. I can't because there is none. Tom yeah. Brass is their big guy. He's not that big. Jer- he's not that big. Uh, Jeremy McGovern floats around. Uh, injured. Not that big. Um, not I, looking good. Honestly, if I was them, you just train after this week. You train center clearances and goal kicking, and that's it. I mean... 6-6-6, but all your defenders charge into the center square, and all your midfielders charge into the forward 50. Just straight away on the bounce. Just all out attack. You could play right. that. You could play that bullshit because D-pad all the way to the right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tom Barras. All right. Yep. Oh, he is 197 centimeters. All right, he looks smaller on TV. I reckon it's because he's broader than most tall people. Mm. Like he's just like a big human in general. Is he related to Denver? Granger Barras. I don't think so. Mm. Just a uncommon last name, I suppose. Mm. Classic. Yep. Man, um, scrolling through their injury list hurts. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, but, yeah, just keep that in mind. Uh, Brisbane by 200 plus. Oh, another point I want to uh, bring up again from the Suns-Hawks game that I oh. forgot about. Uh-oh. Old mate on the mic pre-game, that kid on the oh. on the on-ground interview. Yeah. Uh, you know, radio personality says, oh, you know, who do you want to – who do you think is going to win today? And, and the, the kid in fucking son's polo shirt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez, I wonder. The kid <laughs> says, son's by at least 51. Son's going to halftime up by 10. Kid's sweating out his minus 15 and a half point bet yeah, that he's ki- got the on. The kid, the child, the child is sweating s- out his gambling. Sweating out his, you know, $100 alternate line bet that he's got on. He ticked the box on sports bet that says, I am over 18. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then he he comes in with a huge 10-goal second half and just absolutely cleans up on a 67-point win. Nah, he just laughed his okay. way down to uh, the Star Casino after that on the bus, I reckon. I don't think he can just get into the Star Casino. <laughs> <laughs> he went in for a meal. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, a uh, friend of the show, Sean, is um, mm. a big advocate of the um, the Parmigiana. Yep. At the at the casino. So I reckon he may he, look if he went down there he probably would have enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um we've got a bit of football in it news here as well. Uh we do. I was just trying to find out some other we've got some other news maybe perhaps as well. Cool. So you can hit yours. Sure. Um so we here at Storm in the Beach are now confirmed a Tottenham podcast. Uh well out now uh, Tottenham podcast. Mm. Um you're gonna you're going to watch them and you're going to enjoy it. Um, Literally impossible. <laughs> Even the Tottenham fans don't enjoy watching their games. No one fucking enjoys it. Um, confirmed Tottenham podcast now uh, because we have soccer legend Mole, Jedinak, joining Ange Postacoglu. Mile. Sure. Miles. I didn't say Miles, I said Mile, but sure, whatever. Mile. Sure. His name's Michael, but whatever you want to say. Mile. <laughs> Um, joining the coaching staff of Ange. Love to see it. Um, the only other thing that could possibly happen that would make us become Tottenham fans even more would be if Tim Cahill joined the staff. 
Then you mm. have to. Well, then you have to buy a membership at that point. Uh-oh, Matt's just swooped in with his... um. <laughs> Huge denial. No, nah, I would actually allow it because we didn't pick the pies. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll allow it. I I'll can't s- believe he's picked the pies. I'll say because you're unwell, you can have God. the pies. <laughs> oh. Oh, we've just good cop, bad cop, him. Yeah, it's like it's like. Uh, at least he sent his tips in too at the same yeah, time. Yeah, love to love so. to see that. It it's not going to be like yours when you went to Tassie and it's all question marks on the graphic. Um, just said uh, because he's unwell, he can have the pies. It's like make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great job. I'll, that's um, that's good. All right, I'll go back and. Uh, Go back and correct that, shall I? Uh, yep. And while you're doing that, I'm <laughs> I'm also going to go back because uh, there was one silver lining for West Coast out of the um, their loss. Yeah, go on. Uh, sponsor of the Sydney Swans, QBE, was actually doing a um, oh, charity event. Yep. Uh, every goal the Swans scored, they were donating three thousand dollars. Hmm. So, so big donations, a lot of write-offs. Yeah. Lucky for them, right before tax time. Funnily enough, yeah, weird how Con- that lines up. Convenient, convenient that they line up with a. There was another charity game <laughs> as well this week. Hold mm, on a second. Interesting, very mm. convenient. Uh, yeah, very interesting that they picked. You know, a, a week out from uh, end of financial year, uh, a game to donate based on goals versus a team that has, uh, you know, a second second tier waffle competition. Level team list, high school or high school <laughs> versus uh, last year's grand, grand finalist. So, but credit to them, you know, um, a, a lot of money donated. Yeah, love to see it. Yeah, good for that big corporation. Yeah, making their tax bill smaller. Yeah, um, I actually, fuck, I should have just actually just put this in the outline because there's more. Um, there's uh, the Suns hit twenty thousand uh, members. They did, yep. In record time. Good to see, yeah. Get membership at the start of the season. Don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> Maybe they bought the um, the discounted uh, 15 tickets membership that came out two weeks ago or whatever for whatever it was, 150 bucks. Oh, that's something not bad. Like, Yeah, 149 for 15 tickets for the last, to use in the last five games or something. Yeah, and then they good, all... Good I for mean, the squad to roll up in a game, yeah. I guess. Good, game for the, good for the Pies fans on the Gold Coast. Also very true. Yeah. Um, and then one more piece of, um, AFL gossip, um, that we didn't mention was, uh, Coxie got his, oh, I've played the clip. Oh shit. I've played the clip. <laughs> Coxie got his glasses ripped off in a, in a fight. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't take, uh, didn't cover too much of the scuffles. Um, there was a few, there was a few, a few too many would have made the recap too long. <laughs> um, but yeah, one in particular, <laughs> Coxie had his, uh, was de-goggled if you will. And then, like you know, expensive goggles too. Allegedly, oh, say so, so. Yeah, yeah. Old mate got um fined. It was Mister Keys. Yeah, had the keys to unlocking uh, <laughs> unlocking the strap on his goggles. Yeah, unlocked himself a fifteen hundred dollar fine. I think. I think it was thirty grand. Oh really? At least, yeah. Wow. I think it was. I think, yeah, it was a bit rude. There you go. It was a bit of a rude act, to be fair. Yeah. 
practically, yeah, practically blinded an opponent <laughs> mid, mid fight, <laughs> taking away his vision. Pocket sand. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. The one last piece of AFL news is um, uh, Hawthorne has some bright news this week uh, with Sam Mitchell getting inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame for his uh, efforts as a player. Love to see it. Yeah, and the uh, Hawthorne Post was um, uh, among the greatest ever to don the brown and gold uh, previous premiership winning player mm-hmm. and hopefully future premiership winning coach. I Fair enough. You know what? Ambitious, but I like it. Aim high. Yeah. Shoot for the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's uh, that's all for AFL News this week in the middle of the uh, Premier League news. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, I'm done. That's me. Ah, oh, well, I've got more. Go for it. Are you ready? So there's plenty of beams about uh, Declan Rice at the moment. Mm-hmm. Given that Arsenal bid seventy-five million pounds plus fifteen million pounds in add-ons uh, to sign West Ham's captain, and mm-hmm. then City came in and said, "You know what? How about eighty million pounds plus 10, 10 million pounds in add-ons?" <laughs> so yeah, if you do the math, that adds up to the same amount, mm. but one of them is more guaranteed. And I think that's such a piss-take vibe from City to be like, "Hey, you get more up front." Mm, yeah, yeah, and you're probably also more guaranteed to get the add-ons with City, given that they'll be generally add-ons. I believe are things like win the Premier League or make it to the round no. of sixteen in the yep. in the Champions League. Without we pay you two million pound. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. Nice little almost almost guaranteed bonuses, more or with, less. With City, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, One hundred and five. They're paying. Mm. <laughs> God damn. Um, what even is financial fair play? Great question. <laughs> um, Turns out it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's it's like communism. It's a great idea. <laughs> it doesn't actually work in reality. <laughs> yeah, clearly not. Um, but yeah, there's um, there's lots of rumors going around, but in the um, in the realm of actual things locked in concrete evidence. Um, Everyone's leaving Chelsea, including, I don't know, the massive defender they signed last year, Koulibaly, mm. who's, I don't know, excellent. Um, he left to go to Saudi Arabia. Allegedly peak of his career too. I see. Another one, they're finally poaching players in their peak. Look, I also would leave and go to Saudi Arabia if they were throwing Saudi Arabian sized bags at me. Mm. So, you know. Uh, Such is life. Do you want to know what he said about regarding leaving Chelsea? Go on. I prefer a place where I am wanted and at the centre of the project. Mm. Ooh, interesting. Fair enough. Tough. Uh, tough bickies. Tough look for uh, <laughs> for Chelsea. Yep. Um, and then finally on the on the on the transfer market cutting floor, um, we've got the entirety of Man United squad essentially. Mm. Um. They're they're trying to be decisive. They've got they've got categories allegedly over there. <laughs> they've got for sale players they definitely want to get rid yep. of. Your Donny Van der Bakes, who's underperformed because he's played like fifteen minutes. Yep. Your Freds, who no one really likes. Your Eric Bailly's, who they should have got rid of decades ago. Mm. And then they've got the next stage up, which is open to offers. <laughs> and this is where they're taking the fucking piss because they. 
they're open to an offer for Scott fucking McTominay for 40 million pounds. They're like, like, if someone wants to take it, sure. You know what? I'm open to to offers for all of my worldly belongings, mm-hmm. um, all the clothes off my back. You can then drop me into the middle of the outback, <laughs> actually into a into a small a small creek mm. in the NT. <laughs> Possibility of saltwater crocodiles. I'm open to offers. Yep. one billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. So yeah, we'll see if that pays off. Um, <laughs> Good luck. It was recommend that post was recommended to me by a um, page called Manchester United versus Liverpool banter page, <laughs> and they've actually in the caption they've called him Scott McMuffin. <laughs> <laughs> probably uh, probably completely unbiased takes as well. I reckon. Um, but oh, yeah, they've got players like Sancho on there too for listed way lower than they bought for. Mm. Um, and it seemed a little bit sad that they were going to lose like two hundred million pound, and then all of a sudden, oh, whoopsie! Yeah. Scott McTominay making the money back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, final piece of drama. I mm. promise. I promise. Mm. This is the last cutting room floor. Um, <laughs> just in off the press, uh, allegedly, PSG have demanded Kylian Mbappe leave this summer. There is no way they want to sell him for between one hundred and eighty mil euro and two hundred mil euro. If he stays, mm. he gets a 90 million euro loyalty bonus. Oh, my God. <laughs> and if he leaves, he has to give back his key to the city. Which is fair enough. Yeah. He could probably go make a copy of it before him, though. We're not going to change all the locks. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, as if he's going to... As if somewhere is going to pay that much for him. Like, he's good. Like, you know, he's good or whatever, but... You're forgetting Real Madrid exists. Yeah, I guess. They just got... They just sold Benzema to fucking San June people, so... Yeah. Um, yeah top comment is actually welcome to Madrid in advance. <laughs> yeah, good point. And we'll take him at United. <laughs> if he's going to leave, why not? You're asking a lot here. Yeah, I, um, I think I think that's a bit ambitious. Yeah. It, look, it'll be very interesting... Um. It would take a ballsier man than I to walk away from 90 million free euros for hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that. Yeah. Um, but allegedly, Real Madrid want to buy him because, uh, sorry, want to then sell Valverde mm. to make room in their cap mm. and will happily accept Liverpool's offer, alleged. Um, I hate rumors, but, but this is one I kind of like. Um <laughs> Would that that would probably make Real Madrid out and out the best Spanish team, given Barcelona can't even make Champions League. <laughs> well, they did this year, didn't they? They played Europa. No, I mean like they they, yes, they, they won qualified. the league. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so yeah. That, they, they've qualified. <laughs> yes. Um, but they'll be playing Europa League after the group stage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, look, Real Madrid always look better in the in a cup competition. I'm always mm. more scared of Real Madrid. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Because you know you can just beat Barcelona. Anyone can beat Barcelona four mm. nil. Mm. Um, it's happened. Yeah. Divock Origi can score twice on you. <laughs> Once. Twice from Wijnaldum off the bench. But crazy. Uh, Real Madrid definitely scary in competitions. Yeah. 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 Imagine yeah, Vinicius and Mbappe on the same team. Interesting. 
Yeah. Very oh, interesting. Two big characters, actually. Yeah. I don't know. There was a bit Although of... Although, so were Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe, and they exactly. worked for them, but not well, in sort of enough uh, it, to win the Farmers League. Yeah, it worked enough for Mbappe to do the odd, oh, I might leave. Ooh. And then they gave him the Louvre, uh, <laughs> and he decided to stay and put on a 90 million loyalty yeah. bonus for hanging around. Yeah, I don't know why you'd. Uh, I don't know why you'd want to get the Louvre, um, given that it's, um, you know, uh, a, a art museum that uses Nintendo 3DSs as a tour map <laughs> and audio guide. But look, maybe maybe it was uh, tied into the revenue. Maybe he gets a little percentage out of Louvre tours. Maybe he's also got stock in Nintendo. Yeah, true. Playing playing both. Yeah. Um, but that being said, you know, 90 million euros to hang around. At this point, he's got more money than God. So what's 90 million euros, right? Yeah, maybe he wants to win a Champions League. Yeah. Wants to wants to win a league uh, by less than 25 points. <laughs> Somehow they've still lost that mm. <laughs> more than once in recent times. So... Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, look, I wouldn't wouldn't be against it. You know, I if would wants be. To it makes, a champ- makes the Champions League a bit harder. Oh, that's true. That's true. Especially for your your new favorite team, Tottenham, who aren't even close to winning it. There's expectations, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are going in, at they the are, right They level. are in Europe at least, aren't they? I feel like they were. Oh, oh they've changed the Premier League app logo. I don't like it. Yeah, I saw that uh, a little uh, bit ago. Uh, oh, Arsenal top of the league. Wow, look at that. How good. Is that because uh, it's in alphabetical order and we haven't... It is, it is, it is, mm. it is. It is, it is, it is. Um, sorry, I forgot that Tottenham bombed out. <laughs> Silly me. Um, they're not in Europe. At all? No, they finished eighth. Forgot about that. <laughs> well, that's a tough look. Great for Ange, though, because he can bring him back to Europe and uh, look really get good a on contract, paper. Yeah, contract yeah. extension. Yeah, we'll see. Um, given that Harry Kane wants to go to Bayern, but phew, that's just fun. Look at him more forward. <laughs> Bit washed, maybe. Washed up. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, all right. What do you reckon? I've got a different sport. Oh, okay. That segues into football. Go on. Because um, it's uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. Also played with the ball? Using the foot? No, this sport is not. Okay. No, the the, the segue is because they own a football team. I see. Is the sport ball related or no? Uh, is there a ball involved? If you, so if you have a ball. Yep. And then you... There's actually a couple of similar ball-shaped objects. So if you have... Ball-shaped objects, not balls. Okay, I'll... I'll start mm. uh, by listing the the shapes. Okay. And then you can guess the sport. Yep. Don't look at my phone. Okay. Every driver. Oh, I'm an idiot. Uh, golf. <laughs> uh, cricket. All, all the <laughs> players in this particular sport <laughs> have two of them. Balls, that is. Ah, uh, I see. Um, uh, so it's not women's NASCAR, men's NASCAR. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling it might be uh, F1. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> right down your like, jokes. Like the first fucking thing you said. <laughs> oh. uh, you can't make this shit up. 
Um, Good. Well, uh, the the lovely fellas over at um, Ryan Reynolds and Mock, Rob McElhenney Incorporated have purchased purchased purchased. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in New York. <laughs> Sorry, Boston. Welcome to Boston. <laughs> They've purchased a uh, minority <laughs> stake in Alpine Alpine, mm. uh, which I believe is uh, the 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 Renault, uh, Renault yep. team. Yep. Um, and yes, yeah, so they're partnering with some other. Investment firms for a twenty-four percent stake. Yeah, nice. So they they uh, dropped their thoughts, or Reynolds particularly dropped his thoughts around uh, the Ottawa Senators and decided to go F one instead. He did pull out of that. Unlucky. Yeah, that's all right. Someone maybe buy him. maybe it's because Reynolds and Reynolds sound kind of similar. Possibly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah, I, I can't wait for uh, Drive to Survive. There should have been a golf edition, uh, drive to survive cricket edition, uh, drive to survive uh, construction. Well, there is edition. a golf one. It's just not called drive to survive. Yeah, but they missed a great marketing opportunity there. Yeah, <laughs> the franchise, yeah, drive yeah, to yeah. survive franchise. Mm. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, drive to survive. Cover drive to survive would be a good name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, Other drivers. Driving circles to survive. Yeah, true. Yeah. Ovals, I suppose, really, isn't it? Yeah. Drive to survive, oval edition. Ooh. Ooh. Um, uh, a... I drive to survive, bracket, now with 95% less corners. <laughs> <laughs> a little uh, a little team follows an actor around. It's mm. drive uh, to survive, follows Adam Driver around. <laughs> Films if it's mm. every move. <laughs> I, I would watch that though. Yeah. Yeah. Um you could have like live feeds into Ubers, Drive to Survive, um pick, picking up drunk people from bars, designated drive to survive. <laughs> <laughs> It's endless. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you you pitch that to Netflix, I'm Basketball sure. Basketball version? Drive the lane to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm. Drive to survive, lane edition. <laughs> uh, Drive to survive, lawn bowl edition. When you do a very hard straight bowl to knock out the opponents, it's called a drive. You would fucking know. <laughs> Great sport. <laughs> One of the better sports, actually, because you can you can actively drink while you play. Oh, okay. Well, if that's your only reasoning, that's yeah. <laughs> that athletes darts, golf, uh, AFL of the mid sixties, <laughs> <laughs> country footy, yeah, <laughs> uh, cricket probably should have it for fielders. If you're fielding fine leg to fine leg, you should have something. There should just be eskies of beer around the boundary. So if you push back anywhere, mm. you can just grab one. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And they should also have a little esky behind the stumps. <laughs> <laughs> or in the in the hole where they keep the helmets. Oh, yeah. 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 Just throw one in there. I'm trying to think of other drivers. I can't yeah. think of them all out. I think I'm 
I think I'm done. But that's a few different sports they could cover off. The cricket baby, one would be huge. Baby too, Driver to Survive, the behind the scenes series of <laughs> one, movie one Baby Driver. Movie? Yeah, well, pff, it's one specific sport that they're doing a current series about. So it's all good. Yeah. The same. Um, I mean, Cricket Drive to, to Survive is just a money printing operation. Yeah. Because cricket's enormous in India. All you have to do is, you know, pay for Hindi and Urdu dubbing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they, was, was the second one also a, langu- also a language? Was yeah, it? yeah. They speak other. two languages? Fucking yeah. grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Just have a unified language. It's not hard. South Africa's got like 11 official languages or something like that. Yeah, they need to grow up. And to be an official language, it means you have to have like government documents written in that language. Oh, the poor copyright. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Grow up works on so many levels. It's so good. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, shit. Should we take your flips a coin? Oh, yeah. Good point. It's because we were using that um, an older version of the uh, outline. The outline outline. Um, oh, did I grab the wrong one? Oh, uh, you just grabbed. Uh, I, I need to go in and update the outline thing. Normally, I'm lazy and just grab last week's one and wipe all the info out of it. Um, and like just move it around, you know, shoe-ins and such. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't think flipping out the corner is on there for that reason. What fucking folder is it in? Oh, game over. Oh, I probably should have. Oh, God. Is Matt alive? Oh, imagine if it's his turn. It is his turn. Fuck. Well, he's going to go heads, isn't he? Yeah, well, it's pretty he, obvious. He's never not picked heads. I believe. You reckon? I'm just doing a quick scan. I literally can't even find the document. Oh, it's in 2022, isn't it? Probably. It is. Coin flips. He's never not picked heads. All right, tails for him. Here's a wild stat. Uh, I'm 16 and 6, and both you and Matt are 11 and 11 with the picks. Huh. Yeah. So would you say you're giving him tails? Yeah, I think so. We were yeah. nice to him on the shoe in, so I think yes, yeah, he's got to cop something. Yeah, we don't have a forfeit for this, do we? No. Hmm. Probably best that we don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just for the it's just for the math. Yeah, absolutely. Are you ready? Uh, I mean, it's Matt's flip, but sure. Yeah, uh, no, you tails pr- is pretend to be pretend to be Matt. Okay. Tails. Heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unlucky. Ah, uh, the good guys win. <laughs> now, before any of you uh, jump down my throat, I wasn't, oh. I wasn't pretending to be, <laughs> not right now anyway, I wasn't pretending to be the ghost of Matt. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. I was just being his usual volume into the microphone. <laughs> um, fun fact. Uh, both me and Isaac are on... Um, there's a word for it where you're on just like neutral gain, essentially. Mm. Um, we're both on that. Uh, Matt is not. Slightly above. Yeah. Uh, he's gotten better in recent weeks, mm. but he's still ever so slightly above. <laughs> he's got a... Character development, though, t- isn't it? He's turn him up there. a little. Yeah, just, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, he's getting there. Yeah, he's learning. Yeah. Yep. Um, may- maybe 
for his sake, we should just get him one of those setups that's a headset microphone in one, like a commentator. I think we all need those. They're kind of funny. It is kind of funny, yeah. yeah. You could do so much with your hand. I mean, we have microphone stands anyway. But Actually, no. I want, I want the cricket ones. I want the... <laughs> the ones that sit under your, your nose. Right in your nose. <laughs> yeah. And they have the, they have the, um, the, little... the cancelling thing for your nose yep. breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't want that. <laughs> as funny as they are, I was watching. There's a surprising amount of podcasts that seem to just handhold their mics. I was like, "What the fuck, are you don't?" It's pretty wild. That we are the the chocolates one. The we one, get the chocolates, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the the ones that always just tell funny jokes and they lose their minds. They're handholding their microphones. Mm. I assume they're using similar mics to what we're rocking. Looks here. like it. Uh, sure, feel free to sponsor us. Um, sure thing. Uh, but. Some of the more sensitive mics, mm. you can't get away with hand holding like any no, little. Because I, mean, I mean, you hear mine when I move. The yeah, thing yeah. At the moment, exactly. It's a, it's a poor habit to have, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, you can't have a. But the, uh, these are built for the stage as well. If you've got those, you yeah, know, fan angle studio ones that are meant to be, you got a suspended in a uh, in a vacuum. Um, <laughs> Wait, but Sean doesn't travel in a vacuum. What's the point? <laughs> You captured the perfect silence, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a song about that. Uh, the sound of yes, yeah, correct. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, I was going. I was. I was trying to see if I could cue up a joke about how there's, you know, um, probably what the people in the submarine would have heard too. I was thinking. I was, you know, uh, I couldn't quite figure out how the best way to tee that one up was, but they um, were. Certainly saying hello to darkness on their way down. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tough look. The big meat blender in the sea. I wouldn't wouldn't wish imploding on anyone. But if you had to, would it be billionaires? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, on that yeah, bombshell. Yeah. Billionaires <laughs> by choice, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I, th- I wouldn't want anyone to have you're to. You're know. always a billionaire by choice, though. No, I mean billionaires yeah. going down there by choice. I wouldn't want oh, you know yeah, yeah, some yeah. poor person to draw the short straw and get chucked in a tube and sent to the bottom of the ocean, for example. Yeah. A billionaire who's gone down there by choice. Yeah, sure. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> eat, eat the rich. <laughs> if you go for a swim anywhere near the Titanic, soon you might be drinking the rich. True. If you catch any fish in the area, you may be eating the rich. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, of course, until um, any title proceedings and um, wills have been finalised. Yes. Yeah. Because um, uh, then you'll just be eating the remains of people who have absolutely no value to this world at all. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Well, so, 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 so. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. All right. Uh, see you next week. Uh, going on? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking see you. <laughs> Stop laughing. I have to cut. <laughs> Stop. All right, fading you out.